Bottoms, can you see on my face and I'm a little sleepy weepy? I'm a little sleepy weepy. I taped my special over the weekend. It went incredibly. We actually, it, it was it was really very special. One of the audiences was maybe the best I've had in a very long time, maybe my whole life. And we also taped a really incredible crowd work special. It was just really, it was really special. And thank you for everyone who made it possible. That's you, patrons, and all of you for supporting me, honestly. Um, so thank you so much. Make sure to get on my text alert. Um, I'll text or email you. You can go do that through my website when the special comes out. I'd so appreciate it. And you know that works for tour dates too. And patreon.com slash WHGS to support the whole thing. We did four tapings. It was a really, really incredible production team. So they were worth every penny, but also it's a, it's a, it's a lot of pennies. Also super cool, we got another Variety Live show with Kate and Maddie. That's on March 15th. Don't miss it. Yeah, and then this week, fan favorite Mac and Jimmy back on the pod. We had a long conversation about parasocial relationships, and I also uh, have a big life update in the episode. So go, go listen for that, but stay for Mac. I know... I uh, know you love her, and oh, we did it live. We did it all together in Springfield, Missouri, because Maddie was opening for me on the road. Absolutely crushed it. All right, have a great week, guys. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I think I've been struggling with social media a lot more than, I don't really talk about it online very much, but like I've had a lot of times and a lot of days where I'm like, this is beating me down so much that I just want to fucking cut it all off. But to them, they are seeing a real queer person being confident and sexy publicly. That's a big fucking deal for a lot of people. And while I understand what you're saying, like the actual content itself, like that. (laughs) Matt, do you want to get in on this? We are in the hotel room and we're, we're having gay sex, but we like actually should be having gay sex. This is the sexiest location we've ever done. It's a really fucking cool hotel room. Is your room the same? Yeah, pretty much. It's like laid you out differently. Like, sleep no. in the same bed? No. <laughs> we do what everything together. Yeah. Oh, I don't know we if you caught this. We together. We shit together. We shower together. The one. should sleep in the, the host same bed. Of the as show their opener. We should. The, ho- <laughs> <laughs> the host of the show last night brought me up as like, he was like, Ashley brought like a very special friend to open for her. And I was like, when I got on stage, I was like, you can't say that. Like, they're going to think we're fucking. Yeah, that was <laughs> fucking like, hilarious. It seemed like that was the reveal of like, guess what? We're fucking. We're not fucking. 
Yeah, the, I didn't realize he called you my special friend. It was really funny. I did not tell him to do that. I said opens for Ashley all over the country and Comedy Central. I think he Central. was just like ad-libbing. And, I think he meant it as like- And on a, cocaine. Well, I think he meant, are we going to get, what if he sees this? He's not going to see this. That man was on cocaine. Everybody I liked did him. He think was really he nice. was on. He was, you can be nice and on cocaine. Some of my favorite people are on cocaine. <laughs> I think it was the combination of special guest and friend. Special guest friend. Special yeah. guest friend. And you are. You are both a special guest and a special friend. Oh, thank you. You're great. We had the deepest conversation today over brunch and we, I started crying. Ashley cried at brunch. I cried at brunch. At brunch? I, I know, I'm a little bitch. I finished brunch. Um, and then we sat there for a while. But we're in Mac's hometown. Oh, yeah. We're in the apartment. We're having gay sex. Well, we're not in the apartment. We're in the Vanderbilt Hotel in Springfield, Missouri. Okay, I didn't want to tell you guys this last night because you were sleeping here tonight, but it's, like, super haunted, apparently. Really? That mm-hmm. does not surprise me. It has, like, very, like, evil Slytherin vibes. It definitely has Slytherin vibes. Yeah, we came in and we were and like, stuff. it's kind of like a mid-century modern slash steampunk is where I arrived on the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know where you arrived. I said it was like based, it's like a, it's like, it's like it was based on like an architectural movement that never happened. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? There's like a lot really of Edison weird. bulbs, antlers, leather, uh-huh. but also like gold and marble. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's very bizarre, but it's very luxurious. It's beautiful, and I don't understand how they stay in business. Are they money money laundering? Mm, I have no idea. It's probably I don't. I feel like the decorum here is a good representation of the city. The decor, overall, the decor. Yeah, like the antlers with all of the random just like pieces of furniture. It feels like Springfield. Like you, really? Yes. It's Wait, this city is but so. Who fucking is coming random. here and paying for this hotel? Because People I'm not even really corn. paying for this hotel. You know what I mean? What if you want to see corn? Come to Springfield. Stay at the hotel. <laughs> but really, are corn people or co- fans of corn shelling out hotel cash? Or are they? Oh, I'm, no, the- I meant corn the crop. No, I also meant corn the crop. Oh, okay. I didn't take a turn into corn with a K, the band. <laughs> and are they known for being in Springfield, Missouri? No, I thought maybe you, never mind. No, go on. No, my riff kind of died. I was, yeah, no, I was saying. I'm riffing on your riff. Are people who are fans of the vegetable, the starch, corn? Uh-huh. Is it you're an expert on corn or cook corn with a K? Uh, you in this cowboy hat? <laughs> I it, actually really hate it. Is it intimidating? No, I love it. I love it too. It gives me like a sense of superiority a little bit. Really? Yeah. Don't say it like that. That takes it away. But is this considered the West? Are there like cowboys out here? Do guys wear these types of hats out here? I've seen a couple. It okay. depends on like how far away from the area that we're in you get into. I like to think of it as the West because it makes it more entertaining to be here. If it's just, <laughs> if it's the Midwest, it literally has mid in front of it. Like there's nothing. <laughs> I don't really know. No, that's do a that. stand up bit. That's so funny. Somebody, okay, somebody thought, which camera do I look at? Either. I don't know which one to look at. Somebody thought I was opening for Ashley last night. Yeah, that was funny. I was like, Max, not a stand-up comedian. And she never will be. I, 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 I feel like be- you could. Do you have an interest in it? Oh, fuck. Absolutely not. No. No, 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 no. That's oh actually kind of similar to what I was thinking about talking to you about. Well, we're, we're here because uh, Maddie and I just performed at the Blue Room, which is a club out here in Springfield, Missouri. So if you're not signed up for my stupid text list because you're like, you're never going to come to my town, look where the <laughs> fuck I am right now, okay? There's nobody here. 
And we still, we still basically sold out two shows. So can you just get on it, please, you piece of shit? I'll also text you when my special drops. But wait, why am I saying this? You were going to ask gonna Max something about... Oh, like, like Maddie and I have such clear dreams about like what we want to do with our lives around stand-up comedy. Stand-up gives you such a track of like, I know exactly what I'm right. trying to, yeah. How, what, is, like, what is your dream? Like with content creating, like do you just want to be a huge YouTuber and like yeah. spend a whole week eating nothing but pizza and then vlogging about that? <laughs> Honestly, like is that the goal? I think probably I'm going to, I'm trying to think of ways to get off social media like I definitely don't want to be in it long term or like I probably honestly want to get out of it like as fast as I can it's it takes too much of a toll on my mental health and like the point I'm at right now I'm just it's I don't have it I like making content for queer people and like them seeing it and it meaning something to them but I don't like everything that comes along with it like I don't really enjoy being recognized when I'm out I don't really enjoy a lot of the pressure that I feel from it and like it's I'm not complaining I'm it sounds like I'm complaining I'm not I know it's a very like privileged job to be in but a the funny position. thing about this type of job is every job has their downsides and everyone's allowed to complain about their job's yeah. downsides except um I think artists mm. I, I well maybe not just that but like anyone in sort of a privileged position where it's like hard to get a job like that well it's the, weird because the downsides are things that people think they want from it yes being recognized yeah. being seen being like it's like it sounds like you're complaining about something and someone's like that sounds awesome and it's like but i imagine you get i mean because i'm not yeah. at that level but i feel like i imagine when you get to it it's like no yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's really not fun to get recognized or like the feeling of you know someone is recognizing you it like oh my makes God. you feel like well now i just can't like be anonymous in this environment. Mm. Like I, not that I'm going to do any, I'm not going to like flash someone or scream or give someone the finger, but I'd like to be able to just, you know, like bop on my headphones. But now someone's looking at me. I can't bop anymore. I look like a fucking idiot. Would you, do you ever consider like wearing like a mask and a hat and sunglasses out in public? A mask? I feel like that's so yeah. extreme. I think I would feel so embarrassed doing that. <laughs> <laughs> being like everyone's looking at someone like, i'm just gonna start going someone out and drag like, me and they're like ashley you're not this famous i wouldn't have even spoken to you if you didn't have the mask on yeah that's the you other thing i was gonna on. say is like there are people that are just i can't even imagine being one of like the big big people right actually they get like, like actually recognized yeah. and stuff oh my fucking god i don't know how they handle that they must be really unhappy there's just no way. I can't imagine. The joy of being able to like walk into a coffee shop, they like can't, they can't do that. They literally yeah. cannot like walk. Yeah, if you're like Billie Eilish or something. Yeah. yeah. Maybe in LA where I feel like there's a little more respect because yeah, LA there's are, so many of them. They chill around celebrities. My friend saw Kristen Stewart at a bar and they were like, yeah, no one was like bothering her because it's LA. Yeah. It's uncool. That's the like. thing. All my friends here, when I talk to them about it, I'm like, it's so much worse in Springfield because I'll go out with them and. I'll be recognized quite a bit and stuff. And it's a much different experience than in a big city. Yeah. And they're like, but you'd think that going out to a big city, like you get recognized more because there's more. People. But they know the culture. Exactly. It's a culture thing. In LA, if someone does recognize me, it's happens way less. And it's usually just like, a, hey, I love your stuff. Like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. great if, type if, thing. If, and we yeah. both move on. It's not like a standing there. I don't want to make people feel. It's not like a standing there coming up to me and yeah. not saying anything and like we both feel very awkward and I'm like asking you how you are and you like 
don't know what to say. I'm not trying to make you feel bad if that's your experience. It's just like, it's obviously kind of awkward for both of us. Yeah. It's very different here. I like, me and my girlfriend aren't very public online. And like, you would know we're together, but we don't post stuff together. And when we're in LA, that's never an issue. But here, we, like, when she visits me here, I have people that, like, DM me pictures of us together because they, like, saw us. What? I had somebody that posted, they, like, ate at the same restaurant as us. And so they, like, took videos of, of us together at the restaurant. Oh, and my then God. they drove their car Mac, by us while we were walking here. back to our apartment. Wait, they drove their car behind you? Yeah, and, like, filmed it. And my friends, like, harassed them to get them to take it down when it was up. But I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm... If somebody that's like a mid-tier content creator deals with something like that here, like that's when you know it's kind of an etiquette thing and not because I don't want to sound like I'm an asshole. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm such a big creator because I'm not. No, but the town, the town that I'm from, it's just like you don't see anything like that. It's like Brad Pitt's from here and that's <laughs> pretty much all they have. So anything beyond that, <laughs> they're, they've never experienced it before. Like they don't know how to deal with it, but. I don't know. Just I feel like be nice and respectful. And that's yeah, like just always respect a safe route. Yeah. Oh, we should introduce ourselves. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm Ashley Gavin, cis gay white woman. She her pronouns. <laughs> Text list. AshleyGavin.com. Patreon. <laughs> Race car. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then, as always, our hall mounted. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Our hall monitor to keep me from getting canceled. You can't put them in detention because they're overseeing it. <laughs> Fucking nerd. Maddie Wiener. Hello. I'm Maddie Wiener. She, they pronouns. Um, I'm at Maddie T. Wiener on Instagram. I've got yes, go follow Maddie. Come on. Thanks. Come on, you piece of shit. Go follow Maddie. Everything's at the link tree in my bio. And I'm also doing Substack essays now. And if you feel like for a couple bucks a month, you can support my essay writing, and they're really fun, and I think you'll like them. I'm Mac Injimi. I'm Mac Injimi. She, her pronouns. Cis, lesbian. Am I forgetting something? No, I think I, I forgot like five things. So. I don't know. Oh, yeah. What are, who are you fucking these days, Maddie? I, me, myself, and I, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I want to get laid here, but I don't think I'm going to. Uh, masturbation actually illegal here so <laughs> are you serious no oh <laughs> i feel like there are some states the with weird laws yes yeah, stuff where like i mean yeah if there are weird laws it's gonna be in missouri for sure but most of it's like trans stuff so you're good to, you're good to <laughs> masturbate <laughs> get out of here <laughs> uh, i need to leave here like halfway a quarter of the way maybe <laughs> I, they're gonna chop my arm off and then that's <laughs> That's good enough. You could them. probably get the trans out of my body the same way you would like amputate something before it spreads. Like I'm really in my infancy right now. You know, they're like, if you take out uh, her appendix or sorry, their <laughs> appendix, she'll be back to she, her. I'm pretty sure <laughs> there's a growth of they, them on my lungs. But it's, <laughs> it's stage one. So stage one. time will tell stage oh one. Non-binary God. is actually a great way to like look at it if you're in a Republican state. <laughs> Maybe then they'll cover it by health insurance, on the health insurance. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Sorry if my eyes are also super squinty during this episode. I've never had so much natural light in my life. I grew up in New York City. I get big windows for one episode. I'm like, oh wow. Do you want the hat? Okay. This is kind of nice, isn't it? So no, I got that from Party City. For $10. Oh, my God. I have a tiny little You look head. like the, the guy who runs the Dimsdale Dimmodome in, in, in Fairly Odd Parents. What? Dude, you watch that It actually is matching your outfit. Like, it looks really good. Shut up. 
I know. Seriously, I'm gonna. You look like the guy. Wait, I'm gonna pull a picture. Yeah, Mac. Do you know what I'm talking about? What is it? Alex, put it in. What the fuck, dude? (laughs) No. Wait, I actually don't like how good this looks. It looks so good. Why does it look like I put this outfit together? It looks like I intentionally. I'm telling you, it pulls any outfit together. No, no, no. Look at you, you cross your leg. Howdy. This is so funny. You look at this guy. Oh, I do remember. The Dimsdale Dimmodome. What's the Dimmodome? It's like whatever their like big arena is in the Fairly Odd Parents universe. Don't never, I've him? never seen this. But, but you, yes, you never watched Fairly Odd Parents. I I didn't watch like anything growing up. What? No. I Did you like? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mac has like a pretty fucked up upbringing. Oh shit, sorry. I didn't really. Oh no, it's okay. You can talk about. I get you were able to watch stuff. But you just don't rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie's always apologizing for what other people have gone through. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's that friend Fuck, where dude. she's like, where you're like, I didn't get to do this as a child. And she's like, I'm really sorry that I put that on you. I, <laughs> I'm so sorry that I told your mom to keep you from watching Nickelodeon. <laughs> well, should that. we get into the gay sex? Let's do it. What? Kate Sisk and Maddie Weiner on one live show of We're Having Gay Sex that's live streamed around the world, but then you can also watch it later recorded, or if you live in Brooklyn, you can go see it happen? Yes, we're doing another WHGS live show with games, with panels. We answer your questions. It's live streamed. You can watch it up to a week later on Moments. You can go to my website and get tickets now. Guys, I love doing these. They're so fun. The last one was incredible. We've got some clips from it to share with you. I'll be posting those. But go to ashleygavin.com to get your tickets to watch it live or up to a week later. Listener, are you listening to our Patreon exclusive, You're Having Gay Sex? Well, here's a sneak peek of what you missed last week. I gave her a Dundee for Christmas. <laughs> nice. <laughs> What's a Dundee? It's, did it's you watch from The, the Office. office. Dundee. The Office, first of all, Gen Z, get off your fucking high horse about The Office. Really incredible show. The Office is so Who's fucking shitting on, funny. Are people shitting on The Office now? Oh, because it's like... Because it's like mainstream, lamestream. Millennial. Yeah. That is silly Billy balloon It's town. one of the best comedies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> there are four bonus episodes a month of this series, You're Having Gay Sex, on our Patreon at the $10 tier and then two at the $5 tier. Patreon.com slash WHGS. I have a really fun gay sex. Although I did, I did like fully have like a, like a very good cry in the shower. So I was thinking about talking about my cry in the shower, which feels like gay sex to me. Mm-hmm. Um, for a lot of you at home, that is gay sex. <laughs> uh, but maybe I should just do what I was going to say. Cause I was kind of saving it for this episode with you. I feel like gay sex is going to be more fun than crying in the shower. <laughs> Just a hot take. You should probably apologize for that. <laughs> no, Ashley wants to be meaner. I'll be meaner. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Tell us who you fucked. <laughs> I don't think I phrased it no, that way. I'm going I think I said, what I think what I said to you was you need to give yourself more no, you space. Were like, you were like believe in yourself and be confident. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but meaner is good. <laughs> I uh, so um okay. I'll back up. 
But basically, a lot of you guys know that I've been seeing, I've been seeing. Oh, wait, it's this. Oh, my God. Okay, sorry. I got excited. <laughs> this is so much better. I can't believe you almost did cry in the shower over this. That's so fucking <laughs> You're a fucking bitch. <laughs> You're a woman on this episode. You have no chill. You're being very catty as a friend right now and not at all supportive. You are a woman. No, I'm being supportive. I'm <laughs> no, being so, I'm so I'm messing around. I actually quite love it. I kind of <laughs> like this new side of you. Okay. Yeah, I kind of want you to be a mean, like kind of mean. Okay. Okay. All right. So what happens when they amputate the trans off of you? Yeah. <laughs> All empathy and kindness, they take it out of your body. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh so I I've been seeing this girl for a little while and um I'm gonna give more detail on the next episode, but I'm gonna tease it on this episode. Not main main? No main main. This is main main? I'm talking about main main. Oh, okay. Okay. People know main main. It's serious. Been making homemade granola. Been kind of, I'm in the calendar. If you've been keeping up with my Instagram, made it in the family calendar. Uh, so that was pretty cool. But we definitely, main, main, one of the things is like we've been keeping it on the more casual side because main, main has a lot of stuff going on. Didn't want to super rush into anything. But if you know me, I'm ancient and I'm definitely looking for my person. And so we had, like a conversation and I was like look I don't want it to sound like it was an ultimatum because it was so not but I was like hey I'm getting to a place where I'm like getting kind of anxious like not knowing what this is gonna be you know what I'm saying and and main main was like I know like like with where we're at like I should really be more verbally like affirming with like the commitment level because I really love you and all this stuff but I'm like sort of scared you know a lot of it like she kind of does have like a little bit of a fear of commitment so she was like and I, I don't really blame her honestly because I feel like fear of commitment is one of those things that you're like red flag but like just like anything else in your relationship life, it's something that like if you can be self-aware about it and and identify it, like you can work on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, yeah, OK. And she was like, OK, I'm going to go take some time and think about what's going on with me and why I'm feeling this way and we'll figure it out. So she was like, I'm going to go like take like a week, like kind of solo and not really see you or other people or whatever, because we're open. So I was like, okay, well, this is like the most terrifying week of my entire life. I'm like on the edge of my seat right now. Oh, like I was like very like, oh my God, she's going to come back and break up with me. I was like, so I was like, really, it was like a very, um, 24 hours later, she texted me and was like, can I come over? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. Like, I really want to be with you. And my fears are not like representative of my actual feelings. They're just like psychological fears and like I really want to be with you and and like I like I just like wept and like she wept and we held each other and then I, I a week later she like you guys watch Love Island no oh well for the Love Island fans at home a week later when I got home she made a scavenger hunt for me in the apartment because that's what they do on Love Island they are like 
you'll read the clues and it'll be like, head to the place where we first, I am not, this is a terrible lover. Um, <laughs> you almost call it a love island. I accent. actually recognize yeah. the show from you using that accent. Like I remember what it is. But they're like, babes, babes, yeah. go to where, I can't do the accent. Go to where we made out for the first time. Like that's like the, that's what they do. And they go around the, so she like left little cards around my apartment so that I could, go to the different places and then at the end she asked me to be her girlfriend oh yeah because she didn't she waited to do it till after we had the discussion which i think was the right move because like you don't want to like have this like emotional discussion about like your neuroses and like feelings and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and then like ask you want it to be like romantic and fun so like she asked me to be her girlfriend and then later that week, we went on this date and we had like, we went to this little French restaurant, but there was no dessert and we were having the best time. So then we went to another restaurant, like down the street and we ordered all the desserts on the menu. We had like three different types of cakes and pies and stuff like that. And I was just like, so, I don't know if this is corny. I can't tell, like you guys are super quiet. So, I, but um, I just felt like, I don't know, I don't know what the audience is thinking, but I was just like, I just feel so happy. I feel really, really happy. And I hope, I feel vulnerable also talking about, I hope people know that when you're in a really good relationship, like you're, you should be having conversations with your partner about like what commitment means to you or like whatever your thing is. You know what I mean? Like, I what I love about our relationship is we can both say to each other like we can acknowledge like the really um the hard parts and talk about them and not not fight like really have deep honest conversations about who are our flaws you know and still be able to like work through them and it was like that conversation oh wow Ashley are you crying yeah it was like that conversation where I was like, okay, this person is going to be my person for the rest of my life. Because like, I know there's never going to be a thing that we can't come to the table honestly and be like, this was hard for me or whatever. You know what I mean? And I think that's what you need in a, in a wife or a partner or a husband or whatever. You know what I mean? So it was just like, it made me feel so safe that she could be so self-reflective and honest with me and like take time to think about something and come back and like make the right decision. You know what I mean? I don't know. I love her so much. And I know you guys know who she is. And on a future episode, we'll be revealing it. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. So. You're like, so you're like fully wiped up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. Like you're not. In an open relationship. No, no, no. I'm in an open relationship. Wait. (laughs) I said the same thing. (laughs) So what changed? (laughs) What? No, what changed is that like she just didn't feel ready for. She knew that for me, I needed to be with someone. I could not like get into a committed thing with somebody who wasn't ready for marriage. Mm -hmm. And for her, it was like she wasn't sure if she was ready for marriage. Yeah, that's what that's what really So it was, was a conversation about 
her saying she was ready for that. Yeah. Okay. I so understand. are you going to propose? It, yeah. Is the next step like. Yeah. But I think we're going to. I think like. I think that she would have a heart attack if we moved too quickly into that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think she's going to propose to me. Oh, wow. I, I told her that that would be okay. I, 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 I feel now I feel fine. Like before I was anxious because I was like, is this person ready to meet me where I'm at? And now I feel like I know that. So now I, I don't feel so anxious anymore. That's amazing. You know what I mean? Well, in Missouri, the man lesbian has to propose. <laughs> so she really can't. That is my understanding. Like, can't talk about that here. <laughs> that's awesome. Though. That was really that's, funny. That's incredible. So yeah, that's, that's my, that's my gate. Oh, and then we had sex and it was like awesome. It was like so. It was awesome. I feel so. I just feel so safe. Like I can't tell you how safe I feel. It feels so. Like when you talk about it, it seems so transparent that it almost makes me feel safe. <laughs> like, <laughs> like everything is just so out in the open with you guys, and you talk about everything. And I don't know. I can't imagine having your relationship. We talked about this on our podcast, Chosen Family Podcast. But like chosen family podcast, you you guys being able to have an open relationship like that, but still feel like you're endgame. Yeah, <laughs> is that's like I don't know. That's to so me, far outside part, of my. I think like what other people assume about the open relationship is that when it gets serious, oh, we'll close the we'll close it up. But the openness does not feel at all related to the commitment level. Mm. The openness is That's about, really cool. the openness is just about like being able to feel like our full selves. The openness is like to have fun. It's not about, it's not, and some people might be wondering, it's not polyamory. It's just like hookups and um, like, no, we're, we don't do other relationships. So it's just like, hookups and crushes and flirting and the like openness of being able to like both be together and be like oh she's hot or like oh i'm like oh he looks like a little twink that you'd you'd like <laughs> be into she really loves like little bisexual twinky guys <laughs> so like so basically like kind of like you yeah i was gonna say that that's just me <laughs> <laughs> um you look so much like her mom she could never be attracted to you Oh, it's weird. You look so much like her mom. I'd love to see a picture. Does she have like like same haircut and everything, or just you like also like similar? The, the person on Great British Bake Off reminded you of her mom in in uh, quality, not like the way they looked. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like look like her mom. Oh wow. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So the openness is really. I don't know if we'll keep it open or we'll close it at some point. I know we both have sort of been more leaning towards like after getting married. It, the idea of having a family and being in an open relationship seems like a much more daunting task. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So like that seems pretty, I mean, if you're married and you're in an open relationship, that's great. To me, it seems like that's just a level of planning that I don't have in me. Mm -hmm. It's hard enough with my job and travel schedule and everything like that, like throwing in soccer and then on top of it, a hookup. Like, I don't think that I can like, not a hookup at soccer, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like a totally different thing. So that's, I feel like I'm rambling, guys. No, it's really, we're like captivating. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We're, you're we captivating? We both kind of like leaned in a little bit more. We're it's like, juicy. <laughs> Is it? I'm excited for you. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm really. It's like huge news. Yeah. I just, she makes me feel really, I can't overstate this enough. I feel like in society, we really romanticize like the idea of surprise and like not knowing 
and like, oh, how into me is this person and big romantic gestures and stuff like that. I can't tell you how romantic and peaceful it feels to know that I have a person who's going to come to me and tell me how they're feeling and where they're at and like and trust me and give me the space to do the same. Like to me, I'm just like, this is like, it's a level of love that I didn't know that I could like have. It's really nice. That's incredible. Yeah. So you should talk, like if you have a partner, like you should feel like you should be able to talk to them about where things are going and like stuff like that. And like how to make your relationship better because they're hard. I mean, right now it's super easy, but like they get really hard. (laughs) So you want to be able to talk to them. Anyway, that's my gay sex run this week. It's super fucking gay. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Do you want the talking cowboy hat? Uh, sure. Did you have gay sex this week, Mac? Oh, Mac and Jemmy have chosen family podcast. We have a podcast together. Oh, you like this podcast? Maybe you would like, nope. Maybe you would like our podcast. Don't, nope. Maybe you would like our podcast. Chosen family chosen podcast. Chosen family podcast. Did you have gay sex this week? Uh, no. Guys, my gay sex is just that I'm not having gay sex. You're still in the long distance relationship. Yeah. And it's like. Like, it just feels like what less you- and less and less because I can't <laughs> masturbate anymore. Not because That's it's it. illegal. That's Not it. Not because it's illegal. Oh. <laughs> just because- That's the gay sex. Why can't you masturbate anymore? It just makes me too sad. It makes me miss oh. her too much. Oh, my God. You little simp piece of shit. I don't know. Like, I could when Literally we first Literally touching started. your clit makes you feel grief and loss. It. I will burst into tears, like, instantly. Like, if I needed to cry immediately. what about a vibrator uh that's never really worked for me seriously yeah from what i've tried anyway but i don't really like experiment with them because they're kind of expensive and it feels like yeah they are expensive it's a big swing it's a big swing to make if you might just cry from it like i just spent a (laughs) hundred dollars to just like ball my eyes out but if I break, you're like, if I wanted to cry, I would have put, put this into therapy and not a vibrator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, in some ways, it's an investment because therapy is 100 bucks every time, 200 bucks every time. The vibrator is a one time fee. 
It is a one-time yeah. fee. <laughs> to make you miss. To just make you cry. That's so sweet, though. It's But that also sounds incredibly frustrating. Yeah. yeah I mean, Max is a huge simp. So I'm I not really surprised by much. this. It was fine when we first started dating. Like, we could have phone sex all the time and stuff. But then for some reason. Oh, you can't even have phone sex? We've tried now, but no. Does she ever. Just cry. Is she ever. <laughs> does she cry, too? <laughs> so sad. She does cry, but, like, it doesn't seem like she has it quite as bad. <laughs> but her libido is also lower, so it doesn't come up as much with her. I don't know, guys. It's kind of fucked no, up. No, this is hilarious. It's kind of fucked I up. I promise you this is hilarious. This is very good. I'm, I'm simping. I'm simping a little bit. So what do you guys do for dates now that you don't have phone sex? We just talk and we watch movies. And- you watch movies together? Do you do that thing where you're like, okay, three, two, one. That's the cutest. I used to do that. That's so. We do that. Aww. But then there's always still It's fucking still sad. I will never go back to that shit. Sorry. No offense or anything, but. <laughs> When are you moving in? Uh, probably like sometime over the summer. We're, Damn, that's so soon. I know. I'm really excited, but it, it feels like so close, but so far away right now. This sun is like. I know the sun is crazy. It's fucking hitting me. I'm sweating a little Do bit. You wanna sw- do you want to take off your sweatshirt? I'm fine. This tank top's see-through, so. Um, the, actually, the, the Brokeback Mountain comment, the, with the way the light is hitting you, it, with the cowboy hat on, it is very cinematic. And yeah. you keep talking about crying. <laughs> it is. I think we should go outside. You should touch your clit a little bit. We can come <laughs> back in. We can get some really sick emotional shots. And we can we can do a remake of you being I, like. That's like a fucked up thought I've had before. Is Sometimes when I've been like crying, like I'm so sad about something. I'm like bawling my eyes out. I'm like, I should film an audition right now. Like, <laughs> I should use <laughs> No, you're right. Okay, one time I got back from seeing my girlfriend and I was bawling and I filmed a YouTube video, bawling, titled it, It's Over. Thank you. That shit blew up. <laughs> it did don't really Don't you well. feel bad though? Like, No, the- I don't. No, I don't. My job is YouTube and the it was VidCon was over and that's what I was like referring to was like my VidCon trip was over and like I had been anxious about it that's before. That's so funny. I'm still telling the truth. It's just clickbait. That's how the fucking industry works. I don't feel bad about it. I do not feel bad about it at all. That's so interesting to see behind the curtain. I I like grew up like watching YouTubers like in middle school. Like I was a huge, huge YouTube kid. And it's like so interesting to hear somebody talk about the like that behind the scenes. I mean, if it's not hurting anybody and it has a point of truth in it. It's really not hurting anybody. I could see the the devil's advocates being like, yeah, but I got really worried for you and your relationship. And it's like, well, you need to calm down. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Do not tell our listeners to get a life. No, (laughs) they don't have one. (laughs) If it's like ruining your day. Yes, that's No YouTube video should ruin your day unless it's like a news report. In the same way that touching your clit shouldn't ruin your day. (laughs) Watching Sorry, was that too mean? That was I think parasocial relationships are like gonna be the downfall of like humanity. Oh my god. So like people should should, like touch grass. They are they already are the downfall of humanity. Yeah, it's like really scary. I try not to think about that because it actually scares me a lot. Like Oh, it's already happening. The way that Bo Burnham talks about it in interviews and stuff though is like some of the most brilliant like discourse on it I've ever heard. And it's Mm -hmm. like what does he say? I mean, you can like find like hours of him talking in interviews about like the internet and how he thinks it functions and like people's relationships to like, like artists they follow. And like, he really resists forming parasocial relationships with an audience, which like, I think is like cool because it's like, he was like, I don't think this is healthy and I don't think they like me. They like the idea of me. Yeah. It's like, 
it's just like a weird obviously you got to make art and put it out and if people receive the art that's awesome but i'm like i don't know for me i'm like if someone watches my stand-up i'm like you like my stand-up that's great you've never met me you don't yeah. know who i am like yeah. we don't know each other personally Am I shooting myself in the fucking foot right now? I mean, no, I no, love no. you so no, much. It makes Thank you sense. for subscribing. I, my I'm best looking friend. at you because I see, I like, um, I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm an artist. I want to make comedy art. I am not here for the parasocial. Like, if you're watching this right now and you're like, this podcast gives you comfort, that is a great, or helped you come out of the closet or help you process like something. That's a great side effect of what I'm trying to do. Mm. I'm here to make you laugh. That's the only goal that I have with this podcast is to make people laugh. That's the number one 99% of it. So the issue is that idea of like having this parasocial relationship that he's avoiding. Bo Burnham like got big on the internet early. Yeah. Like in a way he was very privileged to only really have a few videos like kind of go viral and then he had like a career. Not that he doesn't deserve it. He's like sort of a genius. Like he did a very good job. But like for most people, who have to really work at this to like get their arts career off the ground. I made this podcast because like I didn't have an agent. Well, I think if I, I'm obviously, I don't, I'm paraphrasing what Bo Burnham said. So like, I don't know if I'm putting words. No, no, in no, no, no. I'm just playing devil's think, advocate. But I think what he would say, the parasocial relationship, it's not putting out content or doing that or having like a back and forth with people who like your work. Like, I don't think that's the problem. I think he's like talking about when people are like, I love my fans. My fans are my best friends. We know each, like acting, playing into like, we mm. know each other and I love you. When it's like, but you don't know them, they know you. And now you're fostering this unhealthy sense of something and making money off it, which I don't think you do. I mean, I do a little bit because I do feel like I know who they are in a statistical way. Mm. Like I've met so many of them. I know they are white. I know they are lesbians. I know they are ages 18, 17, 18 to 34, with half of that being in the 18 to 25 range. I know that they, like, sorry guys, I know like, financially uh, roughly where they're at. I know that they are recently out of the closet. I know that they <laughs> want more gay friends. Like I know quite a bit mm. about them. That's in what a, you're doing. A really, well, you have to, or you wouldn't be successful. Right, exactly. And I'm not trying to say this to commodify you guys and say you're all the same person. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, I, I do know about them. I know like, I know what they respond to. And so I feel like I actually do know a little bit about them mm. and I know what a little bit that their values align with some of my values and I know that they're really kind to the wait staff at comedy clubs because I I get that feedback and I know that um that's a really nice thing to hear your crowd applauds when you say give it up for your wait staff like I was doing that because when I was bringing you up yeah. this weekend they cheer so hard and I was like oh I think that is because they're like left-leaning and want to tip people well and like care about that yeah. like, there are some audiences that go like yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like don't tip the wait staff and don't, it's like that is a really cool indication that people are doing and that. And like they like when that um when we had Ginny freaking out, we were in Oklahoma City. Sorry, I totally hijacked your time. We had Ginny in Oklahoma City for like screaming how much she loves her son, her trans son. That was so cute, yeah. And she like she we, we this woman who like stood up um, in the middle of my set like well, first she started by being like, damn it, I love you. And I was like, I love you too. And she was like, and I love my son, my trans son. And she stood up and she was cheering oh for her son. God. It made me cry in the back. I was crying. It yeah, was like it was like one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen, honestly. So like, I know my fans are like that. 
You know what I mean? Like I know, and I know that they loved that. And I know that they were there for that. But then at the same time to, I'm playing devil's advocate against Bo Burnham right now. At the same time, I agree with him. I think it's actually really quite unhealthy because while I know that about them, I shouldn't make assumptions about them as an individual. And uh, I hate when my crowds, like, I know that I, I feel a pressure to behave a certain way. Mm. And I don't like that at all as, yeah. a com- as a comedy artist. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I hope what I said didn't come off as, like, cold or anything. Like, obviously, I'm so grateful to, like, that there is a community that's, like, listening to the podcast. Like, oh, of course. It's not course. about dismissing that at all. It's just about, like, the, like, yeah, I feel like the parasocial thing is, like, fostering the nature of the relation. I don't know. I'm sure, like, what's your take on that being on, like, social media? Like, I feel like social media is the place where it happens more than any other yeah. type of media. I don't know. I mean, TikTok being my main platform is definitely, like, tricky with that. I feel like if it was a YouTube or Instagram or something, it would be not such a big deal, but... I mean, what you're saying about you feel pressured when you meet people to act a certain way. I can tell when someone's coming up to me from TikTok or from like even my sister's page where I'm playing a character. It's not me. Even my own page on TikTok. I wouldn't really say most of those videos are me. Most of them They're are. They're really not like no, you at all. Exactly. But people think like people from TikTok that meet me think that's who they're meeting. So it's it's kind of jarring to feel like you have to switch into this character when you wow. meet people because- my TikTok persona is a person that has parts of me, yes, but yeah, she's she's contorted into a way that I know will perform well because that's what you do to do well on social media. It's not and it's not it's not like a sneaky, devious lying thing. It's just it's it, this it's is just one a kind of a of your personality yeah. that you're playing up in some capacity. Yeah. And then that's why people that follow me on YouTube as well, they're like, it's so different. The contrast is so different. But Obviously, if you give somebody 10 words or you give somebody 100 words, they're going to be different people. Like, it's not going to sound like the same person. So TikTok with parasocial relationships, I think, is fucking crazy. As far as, like, even having, like, having the podcast, the people that come up to me from Chosen Family Podcast are, like, some of my favorite interactions that I have. Yes, yes, yes. But you can always tell the difference, and it's just about balance. Like, it's so hard to put it into words what it how we should be treating each other yeah it's really i mean maybe that's just what it couldn't possibly be that different from fame like old school fame before the internet like people watch you over and over again they come up to you they think they know you there's a really not to keep bringing it back to bo burnham but there was an incredible (laughs) i think he was on like oh sorry the thing is this is actually a bo burnham fan podcast and um we love bo burnham we don't know him personally but he's so cool and we know that he would love this discourse around (laughs) relationships well there's a quote where he said he like remembers the first time that his name didn't mean him anymore it meant his image damn oh that hits that's like and i it's weird i'm i think i'm on the other side of it of you guys where i'm like i'm not there yet people don't i've been very lucky that some people have like know me from the podcast and see stuff but i'm really not like I'm totally anonymous, but I like wonder if you feel like, do you feel like Ashley Gavin is you or is it, be, is it like the brand? Like if you picture your name, do you picture you or do you picture like the brand? God, I've, I've not even thought about it. Am I getting too meta? Is no, this so depressing? No, I think no. about I think that every fucking no. day. I, no. yeah, really? I think it's separate. Like for me, it's separate at least to the point where 
I think I've been struggling with social media a lot more than I don't really talk about it online very much. But like I've had a lot of times and a lot of days where I'm like, this is beating me down so much that I just want to fucking cut it all off because I can't be this person anymore that these people think that I am. And like my girlfriends watch me just lose my mind like the shit that people say and the way it is and i feel like people think i'm being dramatic but it's just my personality dramatic because it's it's not it is so hot having only recent having really had a full adult life without any internet presence you really have no idea what it's like it's incredibly stressful it's wild social media is not good for your mental health period if it's also the thing that you do 40 hours a week and more if you're working really hard. Not that you're not working hard if you're working 40 hours. Now it turns into a socialist podcast. Um, but <laughs> a podcast about like American work life and balance. Um, but you know what I mean? When it, yeah. when it is a portioned part of your life and your livelihood, it yeah. takes on a new. Yeah, it's different. I mean, yeah. I think if you, if you love what you're doing and like the things you're putting out, it probably helps like doing comedy and something that you're really passionate about like that. But for me, I blew up on TikTok and that seems really nice because that's where you get a lot of brand deals and stuff. But the the type of content that I make on there isn't, this is shitty to say, but it's not really things that I'm proud of. Like it's not really things that I'm passionate about and I put energy into. And so to feel what like- you mean you don't? Like it, you don't it, want more people to. It doesn't have any value to me. Like I was gonna make a bit about thirst traps, but <laughs> you mean lip syncing isn't like really important to you? I'm actually not passionate about lip syncing. <laughs> 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 no, but like that stuff to me just doesn't hold value. And the discourse in my head is like, okay, but these queer people watch it and say that it has value to them, so that means something. But yes, of course, because you're representing like you are an authentic even though it doesn't feel authentic to you and that's your, not your personality, mm-hmm. but to them, they are seeing a real queer person yeah. being confident and sexy yeah. on, publicly. That's a big fucking deal for a lot of people. And while I understand what you're saying, like the actual content itself, like... <laughs> that... <laughs> Wait, more, more of them. <laughs> Maddie, you want to get in on this? <laughs> That's the opening clip. That's the opening clip. <laughs> no, but yes, comedy is a refuge. Mm-hmm. Comedy is the thing, and I know you feel this way, like, Nothing will ever, ever, whether I'm performing for 10 people. I mean, obviously, it's lovely that I get to perform for so many people. And it's so fun. And I get to do it all the time. And I get to spend hours doing it. But it's a refuge. Everything else is just so that I can do more comedy. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I don't feel like I have that thing that's like, I do all of this for this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I have something that I'm working on that will become that thing. Um, but okay. Until I don't Teaser. have it, can't say anything about it yet. I can talk to you about it when we okay. Off, but um, until I have that, it's like 
I don't know. It, it's just I don't feel like it's representative of who I am, and it that's the part that takes. A I toll will say, on my Mac, when health. I met you, I was like, you don't feel like every other TikToker that I've met. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> you're actually not like other TikTokers. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, really no shade to other TikTokers. Just, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't. If I'm at a point where like I, I want to literally just quit TikTok, but my realist side of my brain is like you can't do that like that i know is such, yeah. like, people do so much to build this platform up and like have this following and like, i mean you just can transition slowly that's the goal yeah 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 but that's my life right now <laughs> well i thought the funniest part was that you cry every time you touch your own clit but that was great gay sex i mean it, i mean i don't know this parasocial relationship is really important and I think these parasocial relationships, if you're watching this and this podcast has been important for you, that's okay. That, that, it's, not, it's not wrong. Like, I am very glad that we were able to help. I just also hope that you can slowly, if this is you, try to form real relationships in your community at your local LGBTQ center. You know, you can start volunteering there. And even if you're not making friends friends, just to like build up that queer community around you, that is ultimately, I would love for you to replace this podcast with, with those people in your area. Like that would really, if you listen to anything I fucking say, listen to that. <laughs> That's really important. And if you need help finding those people, we have a Discord. That's like a place where you can start to kind of like, it's still online, but you can start to meet other people. You know what I mean? Chosen family has a discord. We have a community like it's not weird for you to start trying to form those individual relationships with real people who can be way better than a parasocial relationship. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Listener, one of the best ways to support this podcast is to come see me live, okay? It, it's a really great way to just support the whole team and everything that we do here. So get on my text list or my email list. It's international, both of them. AshleyGavin.com. Go sign up, and I'll literally text you when I'm in your area. So you don't have to hear all these plugs. You can skip right by them. Don't even worry about your city. Just get on one of those two things, and I will let you know, okay? Because there's a lot of cities coming, and i just remaking this announcement over and over again. We all think it's annoying. You do. I do. Get on the text list, you piece of shit. Maddie's sharing corner. Maddie's sharing corner. Maddie, did you have gay sexes? Yeah, I have the talking hat. Oh, yeah. I have the talking hat. Thank you, you very much. You have the talking hat. Why don't I shift the camera? I reckon I've been eating some pussy. And, uh, <laughs> fields needed a little plowing and the corn has been harvested. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm so glad you brought well, it's this the like dry a, season this is <laughs> i haven't had a woman warm in my bed in <laughs> but guess what i'm the mayor of pussyville 
and I'm coming into You're the office. sheriff. You're the sheriff, the sheriff of Pussyville. <laughs> that pussy's been, you locked it up behind bars. It's been doing time. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad. No, I haven't, I haven't. This was such it's a serious serious. episode. It was really yeah. serious. But sorry, I feel like I like made it really serious. I feel like I made it really serious. I feel like I talked about crying every time I try to masturbate. No, that's I feel like I Is it? What are we all on our periods? <laughs> God. <laughs> um, Maddie, did you have gay sex this week? I did not have gay sex this week. I had my own version of gay sex this week, which is I got a new piercing. <gasps> On I didn't even notice. My I'm ear. so sorry. No, oh my okay. god! I thought you meant like. No, oh my! I don't think vagina piercings are in the. I, I I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could do that either. It, that freaks me out. Not to like look too deep into it, but it is like a very cool way to like like take like agency over your body and to be like I'm like yeah. permanently altering myself and I'm feeling pain, which is scary, but I brave it and then I like tenderly care for it and let it heal and it's like a cool little like ritual that i really enjoy that i feel like is like investing in yourself and it's also just cool to like alter the way that you look and be like i have the freedom to do that so let me like build myself to be like the way that i want to look like it feels like an almost kind of like sacred thing to me totally and you can wow. do that without piercings like there's so many different ways to like take ownership of like the what making sure that the way you're presenting matches up with how you're feeling mm -hmm. totally and it's or like i just noticed you don't even have I don't have anything oh, wow. pierced. But I feel like that's something that like queerness kind of shows you too is I'm like, okay, I'm like Ew. thinking about ways that I, <laughs> but it's like thinking Ew. about ways that like I can rely myself. Queerness shows people that you can express yourself however you want. Suck my fucking dick, dude. Queerness. Let me have a moment. <laughs> no. You know, you know, queerness better show you how to eat my fucking ass, dude. Because let me tell you what, I have the talking hat. Queer. <laughs> <laughs> queerness did teach me how to eat your fucking ass <laughs> but i don't go around rubbing that in people's faces yes you do you have a podcast about <laughs> it <laughs> i refuse to believe this podcast is a place for people to talk about queerness it is a comedy podcast it provides no services to anybody if you're feeling that, you're just in an unhealthy parasocial relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that. Okay. <laughs> well, the thing I was going to say was really not that funny, but it was about queerness. Ah, fine. Go on. Okay. Okay. Well, it was just that, that like, you know, you can, like, align your, like, gender presentation to how you feel, but I'm, like, having fun doing that in other areas of my life, too. Like, we're, like, I don't know. It's, like across every possible metric that you could measure that by, if that makes sense. Like I'm starting weightlifting more, I'm like getting yeah. my piercings and it makes me feel more masculine, but it also just makes me feel stronger. And it also just makes me feel cooler. And I'm like, I used to kind of like try to like, like, you know, labor over like, well, what does each one mean? And it's like, well, I don't know. Like, I feel like the queer labels that I've like had have been like really helpful for me in terms of like contextualizing my feelings and letting me articulate my own feelings and find other people who feel the same way. But when it gets to a point where I'm stressing over, wait, so am I gender fluid or am I non-binary? It's like, I don't know. The word got me this far. Now I can just kind of go on vibes and play it by ear. And that's how I'm feeling. There is something to be said for letting go of labels a little bit. Like, like just to kind of relax. Mm -hmm. At least for me personally. Yeah, that's helpful. If, if, it's, if it's stressful to try and figure out the words, 
then maybe just like come back to it later. Yeah. yeah. Just find what feels good, whether that's like a piercing or weightlifting or, you know, wearing a cowboy hat or whatever it might be. If it feels good, then go after the thing that feels good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, that's a big mental health thing. And not, it has nothing to do with my gender. It's like chasing the thing that feel ends up making me feel good mm-hmm. rather than thinking like, what am I supposed to be? And it's like, I can't sit in my room and theorize my way into a good feeling. I have to like go do something about it. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. like exactly. a piercing seems small, but it like, I wake up and I see it in the mirror and I'm like, oh my God, I did that. It like yeah. really like, it's a cool little way to like do something. Yeah. For me, like with the gym, like it's just that I went Mm. like it it, it, like you can like you can put like goals you can put like calories you can put like the way that you look but like for me at the end of the day it's the fact that I went Mm -hmm. but it felt brain feel good from move (laughs) that's like that's yeah at the end of the day that's like what it is for me or like hanging out with my friends or whatever like people forget like I'll socialize with someone that I really don't quite like Mm -hmm. like I'll go to lunch with an old college friend that I sort of find annoying that's on you. I hope she finds it. No, no, no. But like at the end of the day, the socializing, mm-hmm. it makes my it, Yeah. Brain, You're just glad you did it. Yeah. Just, yeah. It just feels good. Mm-hmm. So just do the thing that feels, maybe not hard drugs, but <laughs> I hope this makes sense when I'm saying Yeah, that. totally. No, this does make sense. No, totally. And I think keep thinking about the episode with Sarah Coffey where she was saying that her boyfriend was like, he feels just like a creature. I was like, I love that. I have not stopped thinking about that. So I'm customizing the avatar. That was my gay sex this week. You're uh, customizing the avatar, the yeah. creature avatar. Yeah. I mean, a little piercing. And I want to get a lot more. Yeah, get a lot more. I'm going to get a conch. I'm really scared it's going to hurt really bad. What's a conch? But I went by myself and I'm, I'm really brave. I did. You are like really brave. This middle part right here, like the thick part of your oh. ear. But it the, looks so The cowboy hat cool. accentuates them, I got to say. I'm really loving how the cowboy hat feels. We can go get you guys a couple. I got that one from Party City. That might change my fucking life. Could this I be my new stage persona? I thought that was a nice persona? cowboy hat. I tried to go buy a nice gonna, cowboy hat. They end. don't fit like that. They look bad. Where did you get this? Party, Party City. City. Oh, sorry. You just said that. Oh, my God. It was like 10 bucks. Wow. It feels really nice. Doesn't and it yeah, feel why nice? Why does it feel expensive? I went to a real cowboy hat shop and tried on the cowboy hats. So I was like, I could upgrade. None of them are like that. Do you wear this out to like bars and stuff? I have. Yeah. It fucking rocks so hard. I, I wear fucking this on stage. love that. Does Ross come up to you more in the hat? Yeah, that's why I stopped wearing it. Because it, like <laughs> <laughs> it was like a good bit to like... It would look better on you. We talked about this before, I think. But like in my 10 days that I was single, I would like take the hat out and be like, he's like so good on you. And then you put it on the girl and it's like, then you're fucking. All right. Well, uh, this was good. This was pretty good gay sex. I'm sorry. I I, I hope mine wasn't so boring. You can do it without (laughs) moving your head. That's the next level. Just one (laughs) one finger on top, one below and just do a little push back and forth. Uh, Was mine boring? No, yours no, was yours was you're really exciting. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. You're good. I get. I guess I get a little vulnerable. Speaking of parasocial relationships, is very vulnerable mm-hmm. to give someone a 15 minute slice. Yeah. Of your relationship mm. that you're really proud of and you really love, and to put yourself out there and be like, look, it's not probably doesn't look like your relationship. Like, we're artists. Being this girl, we're artists living in New York City in like an open relationship. You know yeah. what I mean? And it feels scary to put it out there and have people. It feels scary to like mention a potential negative mm-hmm. to be like, oh, like 
we weren't on the same page about commitment when we started. Yeah. And, and now we are. And it feels scary to say that. To yeah. The well, the internet's so fast to like make a decision about what your relationship is. And that's based on their own experiences and their relationships. Yeah. So it, like, which is really frustrating. I don't know ENFJ about for you, but it's frustrating. Narcissist. Yeah. <laughs> Sun Moon Rising. That's like, so toxic. You don't even know her name. Yeah. <laughs> I have diagnosed main main. It's like, you don't even <laughs> fucking know main, who it main. is. <laughs> um, but just know that like, I did my best to put it all into 15 minutes of talking about it and that I love this person very much. And that she deeply cares for my heart like no one she really wants to protect my heart that that's why we moved so slow to like put the labels on it and everything because we wanted to be like super sure so if you're watching this and you have anything negative to say please um please go connect with a different creator <laughs> maybe find the Matt. creator you've reached is unavailable <laughs> yeah please <laughs> project your mommy issues onto a different youtuber <laughs> Or press three. <laughs> Wait, Maddie, you're like actually funny. <laughs> Maddie is so funny. Maddie is so. Thank you, partner. <laughs> Maddie is so fucking funny. Honestly, I'm gonna like make a text version of that to reply to comments. <laughs> That's so fucking good. <laughs> But seriously, just go find Matt Rife and write whatever comment you're gonna <laughs> <laughs> Matt Rife, you accidentally get Matt Rife's stand-up special to three million views because you fucking <laughs> sent all the lesbians to it. <laughs> um, oh Matt Rife is gonna like message me and be like, "Hey, listen, I don't know where this beef started, but." <laughs> Yeah, what's going on? Like, Why are your fans being like your relationship is a sham? I'm single. <laughs> um, all right, you want to plug anything? Chosen Family Podcast. Chosen Family Podcast. At Mac and Jimmy on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. That's all. Maddie T Wiener. Instagram, YouTube are the main ones. Uh, check out some of my stand up. Uh, yeah, get on Ma uh, Maddie's email list um, oh, so thanks. you know when she's coming to your city. Get on mine, AshleyGavin.com. Patreon.com slash WHGS. I cannot express how much it supports this podcast. Like, it is a big fucking deal to donate $1 or $3 a month to this podcast. You can donate yearly, so you and you get a discount. So it's just like $10 a year, and it helps so much. And it funds everything I do. Almost everything is built off of our free content. Our free content is the engine that makes these things, like, get attention. So if you're here, this just know that like you're paying for this, but you're also paying for all of the advertisement that got you here. So it's helpful. It pays Maddie. It's, it's, it covers a lot of people, Alex, Sydney, our editor, like we were bringing on part-time editors. It's crazy. Was that selfish? No. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening. Patreon.com slash WHGS to support AshleyGavin.com to get all the updates about my special and my live dates and merch. And then uh, the coveted gay thought. Uh, we got Maddie coming in because I'm tired. I mean, it's a pretty like smooth brain uh, gay thought. It's <laughs> smooth brain. It's like kind of an internet thing. Of, it's just dumb. It's pretty half-baked. But that I was like, I think with the aesthetic that I'm trying to go for now is like like industrial non-binary meets Middle Earth elf. <laughs>
<laughs> I really was pulling some. You needed to get industrial that. non-binary. Does, what does that mean? Like a worker in the 1920s before the unions got established? What does industrial non-binary mean? It means I would like to have a Carhartt jacket and pointy little elf ears. Is that too much? To it is. It is actually too much. Cut. Maddie's fired. That's it. Is this going on the Patreon or the main episode? This is the main episode. No! I was coming at it with Patreon vulnerability. Please leave this in so they know I'm ashamed. Please. This is what you get when you pay for an episode. Shame. Shame, shame, shame. Shame on Maddie. Gay shame. This isn't a gay thought. It's gay shame. Shame on you. Shame on you, little gay. Okay? No one wants to see the cat ears. We don't care. Put away the elf shit. Go to your little Dungeons and Dragons thing and do it there. Gay shame. Shame, shame, shame. (laughs) And to the hey mamas, and I include myself in this even though I don't think I'm a hey mamas, untighten your bun. Gay shame. Shame, 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 shame. Loosen up your bun. Bun. And your bum. Okay? You're not as good looking as you think you are. No one wants to fuck you. Gay shame. What's another What's another gay stereotype? The keys on the carabiner, which I do. Gay shame to all you climbing gays. What kind of skill is that? Climbing a rock? Gay shame. Be useful to society. Gay shame. You are mean, fems. You are mean. Gay shame for being so mean. Yo, you want to be at the popular table. You know you were never there, and you're compensating for it now. Gay shame, fems. Gay shame. worked hard for what you have your money your assets your 401k and home isn't it all worth protecting nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft lifelock ultimate plus helps protect your finances with up to three million dollars in reimbursement lifelock alerts you to identity threats you might miss and if your identity is stolen your dedicated u.s-based restoration specialist will work to fix it let lifelock help protect what you've worked so hard for save 25 percent off your first year on lifelock ultimate plus at lifelock.com aware terms apply